0: Hello and welcome to Get Into Games On Air, a podcast about board games and the people who play them. My name's Craig, a.k.a. Get Into Games, and joining me, as always, is Becky, a.k.a. Mrs. Get Into Games. Hi! Hello, hello! It's a very exciting episode today, our third episode of the podcast, and we will be discussing all things legacy games, ones we've played, maybe ones we want to try, and we'll have a small chat about what campaign and legacy games are and what the differences are between the two, right? Sure. Sounds good to me. Excellent. Do I get to spoiler? You you can get to spoiler. Just to let everyone know, there will be some minor spoilers, but we will let everybody know when the spoilers are coming, um, and hopefully in the description of the podcast, we will have timestamps when said spoilers occur. Um, Yeah, so just to give you a rundown of what to expect in today's episode is, first of all, we're going to talk about what's hit our table this week, some of the games we've played and loved, disliked, or maybe somewhere in between. We're going to talk about what Legacy and what... Campaign games are and the differences between the two. We're going to talk about our favourite campaign games and our favourite legacy games with um, a little bit of extra talk about Ticket to Ride Legacy, the latest legacy game that we've played and both uh, did certainly enjoy. Um, After that, we will go into some legacy spoilers. Then we'll be talking about your board game menus that you kindly sent us through on Instagram uh, using the template that is available in uh, my feed. Um, yeah, absolutely. So that's what we're, that's we're going. So we may as well, yeah, kick it off with what
1: did we play at our table this week? We haven't really played much this week. It's been a busy week. Yes. Um, but we did manage to squeeze in a game of Blood on the Cocktail quickly Sand. on
0: Tuesday. Yep, that was a good game, a good
1: little game. Um, and then we've played lots of online games with, um, uh, Brad and Susie and, um, PJ and Katie. Yes. So that was quite nice and then we um tried a new game to us which is Three Ring Circus yep. which we have played twice now um and I'm not sure about it.
0: Yeah, oh. it's interesting. So PJ so so um Three Ring Circus from Devia Games uh, or Cosmos uh, UK is a game where you are a traveling circus going around America putting on shows getting a new troupe of circus performers and circus acts, um, and scoring points based on where they are positioned in your tableau. So there's there's area control, there's tableau building. Um, yeah, it's it's very interesting. I don't know if I've got it all yet after two plays. I think the second play was definitely... I understood it more.
1: Well, the second play was closer in score, because the first play one person ran away with it. Yeah. Um, I think that it reminds me a little bit of when I first started playing Viticulture. Okay. And I didn't quite understand the mechanics of how to do things at the right time to get the best benefit. And I feel like I'm at the moment in frustrated mode because I can see what I'm supposed to do, but I can never like activate it accurately enough.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a a timing element to the game. There's a building your troop is really important to start, but you can't build your troop without performing in like medium-sized cities easily. So you're kind of balancing that and you're waiting for those big cities to come before you go to the big cities to do a big show to get the most victory points. Um, But it's quite quick when you start building up the landscape. Um, There's a really interesting timer, basically. There's a a timer that is uh, P.T. Barnum's Travelling Circus goes around the board. When that does a full lap of the board, the game is over. So it's a really interesting time element to it that you kind of rush around at the last minute. There are some kind of iffy areas in the rule book. I think it doesn't explain necessarily well what you can do um, and how many like caravans you can have on a certain space.
1: It, do, it does tell you, but it, it's there's lots of little rules. And so we've had to go back through to make sure that we've got it right. It,
0: it's a it's pretty simple, straightforward game that's got a rule book that has got a lot more pages. It could do with a quick reference guide and a rule book.
1: It does have a quick reference guide at the back, but it doesn't. the quick reference guide almost doesn't tell you enough. Yeah. Um, it is interesting. I'm not sure, because if you go to the medium cities early on, and you can only place one of your circus. What would you call it? Caravans. Is it caravan?
0: You put a big top on there.
1: The big top, yeah. Um, you can only put one of your big tops on each medium town. So it feels like if you do that early on, you don't get the best benefit from doing it. No. Um. Yeah. So it's a it's, a
0: it's a clever balance, and I think that maybe that works better when you start getting more players and you're using because there's a really cool modular system to the board that you can block off certain t- uh, towns depending on your player count, which is pretty cool. Mm. I quite like that idea. And you can modularize so you can use three different areas. So when you're playing two players, you use three areas of America. But you can choose, essentially, the three areas that you use.
1: It looks which pretty. is quite
0: cool. And it does look, component wise and everything, it's very, very nice. Uh, I think
1: once you once you've played it a few times, I think it will become I think we'll play it more because we understand how to play it. I think at the minute I'm just in frustrated. Like, I wanted to do this, but I can't. I think it might be one of those
0: ones that we get out when we have people over. Yeah. It's not too difficult, like someone like your sister, yeah. we play it with because it's not it's not too taxing to kind of understand new rules and stuff like that.
1: It was good. It was good to get it to the table. Yes. And I look forward to some more plays.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. we played a game of Lost Ruins of Arnak, which is good, because this is the first time we've played back-to-back games of Lost Ruins of Arnak now, like two games in two weeks. That's exciting. Can we keep it up for a third week? You'll have to (laughs) tune in next week to find out that we probably have not done that. No. No. But, yeah, um, so that was what hit our table, really. Lost Ruins of Arnak, number nine, Rolling Realms. Yeah, yeah, it was a um, a pretty quiet week for games, but it's been a it's been a busier week, and it doesn't get any quieter in the coming <laughs> weeks and months. But coming up, we've got some loads of different events and things in our calendar for board games and meetups and stuff like that. So hopefully, there'll be lots of exciting content to talk about on this here very podo cast that you're listening to. Thanks for listening, everyone. And also, thanks for listening to the last two episodes. And if you haven't listened to the last two episodes, what are you doing? (laughs) Go give them a listen as well. Okay. So, today's episode is all about legacy and campaign games. We've played quite a few recently um, over over time. Uh, But first of all, what is a legacy game and what is a campaign game and why
1: are they different? So, I didn't know that. Okay. So I had to look it up Excellent. because I wasn't sure the difference. But apparently a legacy game is a permanent change over a series of sessions. Mm-hmm. So like when you change the board stickers or you cut up cards, those kind of things, make it a legacy game. A campaign game is a series of scenarios where decisions are likely to influence how the game plays out. So the game essentially stays, stays the same, but you're making choices which then... I think change the what story. happens to the story over time yes
0: very nice yeah. very cool
1: yeah so i've got some quick five questions for
0: you. <gasps> uh-oh now i'm on i'm in the hot seat <laughs> dum, 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 dum. that is are um, you ready no no <coughs> magnus magnuson isn't i sounded that? like
1: the gladiators then gladiator oh, yeah. are you ready
0: that was very very accurate you sounded like just like John Hammond, or whatever his name was. That's
1: John Hammond. John like Jurassic Park. Jurassic
0: Park. You sounded be like graduated. the guy. You sounded like the guy for Jurassic Park.
1: No. How do you know
0: when he does? Um, no, I mean
1: we'll be talking about oh, Isla Nublar. Oh later.
0: yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. We'll be talking anyway. About back, to, that. back
1: to the quick fire questions.
0: Oh, here we Ready? go. Quick fire yeah. and questions.
1: Which do you prefer, legacy or campaign? Oh, that's a question. This yes. is, oh
0: God, I got to be quicker than John. Um, I think I prefer campaigns with boxes um and i can <laughs> get cheating. i can get i can get into that later as well um but i i like the story campaign stories feel good but there's nothing quite as thrilling as opening a new box or changing the landscape that a legacy gives you so i'm going to give the edge to legacy
1: okay so we have a little problem in our house with campaign games mostly mm,
0: yeah
1: what stops these type of games getting to the table more often uh,
0: they have to just stay out for weeks and weeks and weeks and we forget the rules and um, then have to read the rules again and then f- we forget where we are in the story um, because there's just too many board games. Okay. Um,
1: how do you consume your legacy games?
0: Um, I, I like to put... Slow and steady? I like to fry Over them. time? Fry them with no. a little bit of garlic, uh,
1: sliced onions. I don't mean actually. I mean like do you take your time with them or do you rush to find out the ending straight away so
0: i think with legacy games the legacy games that we've done we've just gone through them i think the longest legacy game that we played was well, other pandemic was probably ticket to ride that we made ourselves take a month to play it
1: yeah we still played um, it we quick, still played though. it in a,
0: in a month <laughs> if that um But, yeah, pretty much legacy games just go really quickly. Campaign games I stop and then never come
1: back to. Not good. Um, What do you think is the optimal play account for a legacy slash campaign game?
0: That depends on the game. Okay. Um, If it's Pandemic, uh, Pandemic plays uh, best at two. Mm -hmm. I won't hear anything more on that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because I will alpha game your opinion. (laughs) because that's what the problem is with Pandemic at more than two. Um, I know Pandemic probably works out well at four, I guess, but I really like it at two. I, would, I think Ticket to Ride might have been more exciting at higher play count, but that's, again, something for later. Um, three players is an optimum play count, but it's hard to get a group of players together to come for a games night, let alone come to a games night. We are going to play the same game 12 times every time you come over. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. What is a turn-off in a legacy game?
0: A Jurassic Park, the legacy of Island nebla no. no. No.
1: Specifics, <laughs> not, not one game. Uh,
0: a turn-off on a legacy game. A lot of people don't like destroying components. I think that's quite fun. Turn-off is, this might come up a bit later as well, is not being able to experience the entire game.
1: Uh, see, for me, it's repetition in the the story. Oh,
0: type. Yeah. Yeah, that'll come up later. So if later. you get
1: several envelopes where something is more or less the same.
0: That, yeah, if you have to play three games that are identical in the end of a legacy, uh hint. <laughs> hint. Um, or if you have to just put a sticker over something. Oh, you've changed the, the layout of your board, and then they go, just put a sticker over it and reset your board several times through a legacy campaign. That's
1: quite I also think sometimes... Knowing what the end goal is is quite tricky in a legacy game because although you might know it's the most money, but you won't know how to go about.
0: Yeah, doing that—that's true. Yeah, you. Yeah, knowing the knowing what the win condition is before going into it is kind of difficult.
1: Yeah. So, what is a turn on in a legacy game? Like, what would grab you and make you want that legacy game?
0: The story. I really want the story and the theme to come through. I really want exciting changes. To the exciting changes and um, a a real story to come through to really bring you into the theme. And then some great ones don't have that for me, but some definitely have it in in a lot. I think I would definitely like theme to come through on a legacy game because I am playing a story and essentially I'm playing an expensive story that's going to go in the skip.
1: Yeah, I think that um, definitely what other people say about legacy games. Tend to hook me in. So if people are excited about it, then I'll be excited about it. Might turn out to be wrong in the end. But I do get excited by other people's excitement around legacy games. Mm. Um, do you mostly complete them all the way through, or will you stop halfway?
0: Depends. <laughs> 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 <to> it's <laughs> Jurassic Park. No. Um. It. I will always try and finish it. I always want to finish a legacy game because you've got to get to the end of the story. Why would you stop? I feel that you can't review something no. um based on not completing an entire yeah. leg campaign yeah and especially if your job is as a reviewer I uh, i don't think you should stop and then just decide that that's that's it um although but, you might feel like you are wasted but sometimes you do feel else. like you want to stop <laughs> and that's fine but really you need to see see it through
1: yeah
0: uh, to the end i think is is the definite thing that you have to do i'd, I'd never stop well other than one
1: Okay, okay. That was my quick fire question. That was very I hope good.
0: You enjoyed that? That was very good. I hope you all enjoyed it too. I don't
1: think you were that quick though.
0: I was very fast. I'm. I am the Usain Bolt of the podcast world.
1: I'm waiting to get someone on the show who like literally just. <coughs> I think boom, boom, boom.
0: That, that will happen. That could be anyone. With no thinking. One day, okay. one day, I'm sure that Fair will happen. Much. Um. Okay. So. Let's talk about... Leg- uh, which one do we talk about first? Legacy games or campaign games or just all of them in general?
1: Well, I haven't played that many campaign games, really. That's true. So I'm, I'm, I can mention a few by name, but... Um... Just mention the campaign games okay. because we haven't really...
0: Yeah, campaign games are a bit more in... Like, there's not as much to talk about. Whereas Legacy, we've definitely completed a lot of legacy games.
1: So I suppose one of the first campaign games certainly I was exposed to, was Sleeping Gods. Yeah. Um, I am drawn to a book. <laughs> and a big, thick, chunky book at that. Yep. And I love the fact that you could read through the story. And we th- this is one that we haven't completed. We did play a lot of it, and then we had to put it away because we had no space for it to be out. And then it's difficult to get to the table because you just know you need 20 hours solid to...
0: Yeah. To play it 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 comes with the oh this is how you this is the game saving mechanism, so you can put it back in the box nope nope, nope, there's nope you just leave it out and you play it and then you put it away
1: it's um it's it's great though, and I loved exploring the islands and then reading the book and finding out what happened and get going and reading the little postcard thing like it's cool, um but I just need more time. Yeah, I think
0: it's that's definitely one that's going to be set up at some point And it's going to be one that we really um, focus on at, at some point soon. Um, we
1: always say in the summer holidays. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And the summer holidays come around. And uh, no. So do <laughs> all the other board games. <laughs> but one that I'm really excited about is the new Scythe campaign that we've got.
0: Yes, Scythe. so Scythe. The Rise of Fenris we've just had uh, delivered, which is wonderful. Um, thank you, Mr. Jamie, uh, for sending that across to us. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about that. that. Is a campaign with boxes. Yes. Which is the campaign thank with so. boxes that I was talking about. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to see. I haven't looked at what's inside them. I've opened the box. I've gone, ooh, boxes, and I've left it. So you're I'm not really... allowed to
1: look inside. No,
0: I know. Well, you no. are when you play the game. Yeah, but well, no, you are not allowed to look first. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to get that. So it's an eight game campaign um, that is completely resettable and replayable. All the modules that you unlock during the campaign you can just add them to a regular game of Scythe. So if you want to play with a specific module you can just go, here's a game of Scythe we're playing with these modules. Um, which to me sounds awesome because I love Scythe it is one of my top, it's definitely in my top ten. I don't know where it is, I need to do another pub meeple ranking soon. Uh, maybe that would be another episode that we can do.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I think Scythe is great, but it definitely doesn't get to the table as much as it should. And now we've played a couple of games with a bigger player count. Like, I'm eager to play it at larger player more. counts. So I'm hoping that the campaign gets us more into it, so that it just becomes one of those games that we get out and want to.
0: Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. That's...
1: Um, We also have another campaign game with a book, which is the Robin Hood Adventures
0: of Robin Hood. That's brilliant. That is Um, so good.
1: It's a hardback book, which I love. Yeah. And it's got a little story. Um, And then the board is the most amazing board because it has, like, lift the flaps. Yeah. Which you then turn over and reveal guards, etc. And people who come and go. Um, It's really well thought out. It's just like,
0: yeah, it's great. It's like... Robin Hood, the Jolly Postman, you put it together, you get a fantastic campaign game. Not sure Jolly yeah, Postman is the Jolly best. Postman. <laughs> spot the dog. Where's Spot Hiding? Oh he's under a guard. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's another one that you play. We've it's quite resettable. It's quite easy to put away and then bring back out. Problem is I think we've had a bit of a break now from playing it, so we might we might just dive back in and know exactly where we are in the story.
1: Or we might go, hmm, where did that where was that ladder again? Well, we're currently playing a legacy game with Mm Alana, which we've kind of stopped. So I wonder maybe if we switch it out and play the Adventures of Robin Hood with her, because I think she'd really like it. Yeah. And actually, I think it'd be quite good with the other characters, because different characters do different things. Well,
0: yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah, the movement, the wooden meeples, and the length, the the way they work out, where you work out movement and the hiding in the shadows. Oh, it's just brilliant. It's so good. If you haven't played Adventures of Robin Hood, Highly recommend that one. Um it's it's so good. And I think, yeah, I think children eight, ten years old, yeah. they don't need to do the, the big reading, but they can do the uh the playing and the making the moves and the sneaking around. It's co-op, it's a co-op campaign. Love a co-op campaign, which leads me into another thing. It's like do legacy games and campaign games work better co-op than they do competitively? Um, might be the other other things really about that. Most most campaign games are cooperative, I guess. I oh, know size isn't. Well, but yeah, who knows? But yeah, that's it pretty much for Campaign for Us. We have got stuffed fables as well, um, to play. And Oath. And Oath. Oath from later games. Uh Oath is just it's a big boy. Um and it's a lot and you really need the same group of people to play a big game multiple times and it's asymmetrical so all the factions play slightly differently so it's a it's a big learning curve um it's a little bit scary um it's a big old (laughs) board it's beautiful stunning game um just like root any anything from later games is amazing but it's one of those ones that really needs uh time um and and and
1: people a a regular
0: group of people to invest in it i think once you've played it once as well you probably will be like okay i I've done Oath now thanks very much i can go to sleep <laughs> but that's it really for a campaign but le- legacy legacy games
1: so we have played quite a well when i came to do the list i was like oh we have played quite a few legacy games yes um so i don't know if there's a particular order i mean the first legacy game we Ever played was Pandemic Legacy yes. because Pandemic is like the first, what I deem proper board game that wasn't Monopoly and Cluedo and all of that. Yeah, I things. think
0: there was the Pandemic was the first our, first, our gateway game, the first big board, modern board game like it was for so many others. Um, and the, the Legacy version always looked great, and we always used to have different things we did. As our, I'm sure. I think we bought it with the idea as we were doing different things for New Year's because New the children wouldn't let us um, spend any time uh, playing games anymore because they were small <laughs> and baby shaped. So we bought a legacy game to be able to play uh, it all together. Um, just us over like New Year's over the n- whole whole night till the uh, till the bells. That never really came about. We didn't really play it. I think we played it once or twice and then we. We're
1: well it's played over so it's played over a year. So it's twelve months. Mm-hmm. But you get two chances to complete each month. So yeah. if you fail you get like a little help yeah. for the next time round. Special
0: help box, yeah. So
1: essentially <clears throat> excuse me. Um essentially you can play it twenty four times, but so you might only pay it eighteen times because you win a few of them. Um the i loved it and i think it was the first legacy game where there were boxes to open and it had that like dossier file where you peeled the cards off and yeah. it, it was so exciting um the only thing i would say like was when we left a gap between playing the rules were not that easy to come back and what remember the,
0: yeah so the the base rules of pandemic is quite straightforward but when you start adding Little wrinkles and little changes into those basic rules; they become a bit more. It was like challenging. add something
1: to a town, or and and we would miss out little yeah. things, and then go, "Oh, we were supposed to be doing that."
0: Different coloured, different coloured, like uh, minor, minor spoilers. Yeah, just different coloured, like huts. Like so, you, you normally have the white, uh, what are they called research stations, and then you had like orange research stations yeah. and green ones, and then you had different sort of things that were happening. It was cool, and, and your character got changes, d- yeah. changes like PTSD and stuff like that, and I, I honestly felt it's probably the best story of a legacy game I've played. I think from an actual thematic point of view, my character felt like it was going through this story, there's a the change in the landscape on the earth, everything felt... Like it was really happening. I was there, and I was I was immersed in it. I felt really immersed in the story
1: first, then the game. I was I was. But do you think that's because it was the first of its type that we played? Like we'd never had something that changed. That that the game changed during the time we were. No,
0: playing? I yeah, I guess so. We haven't really ever have any. Uh, um. It was exciting. Anything like it. But yeah, it was, it was good. I think because the only other game I think out was out before it was Risk Legacy was the first one yeah. and then this one. But it really gave them the more.
1: But I think yeah. I have like nostalgia around it because it was the first. Now, even like Tickets to Ride, I'm like, oh, there's boxes. Okay, there's going to be something in it. But before when we played Pandemic, I wasn't, well, what are the boxes? What yeah. What changes can you make to the game that I know and yeah. love? That are going to make me be able to still be able to play. Yeah. So I think we never had any like pre
0: yeah pre thoughts
1: about like preconceptions about what it might be like. So
0: yeah, I, yeah, I I yeah, that's definitely it's definitely high, and I think that's one that everyone should try. Whether and I
1: want to try the other ones.
0: I do too. Yeah, season yeah. two and season zero are meant to be. I've heard very good things about, so I'm excited to give them a go.
1: So then I think maybe we should talk about My City is probably the next one that we played.
0: Yeah, My City was definitely, you You really, you brought My City to the radar, really, because you were the one who said you saw it and really watched some videos on it or something. It really I think tighter. it was at
1: the board game shop when there was a board game shop in rugby.
0: Yeah, possibly. Yeah, they, um... The old tile placement, the polyotomino tomino Poly, Polio-tomino? polio Yeah, that's the new uh, name for them. That's that's what um, yeah. the called Sounds kids. like a tombly-boo. From- yeah. <laughs> the polio That's the Ooh. new uh, In the Night Garden legacy game that's no. coming out. The polio-tomlo-boos.
1: Um, they- I, I, I like tile, puzzle fit-together yeah. type games and this one was right up my alley and i think we consumed it straight away like
0: yeah, yeah we just keep we going <laughs> it's so easy to play through as well though it's just you just go it's, it's it was very good it the, the story was the story was there but it was more you were playing games that were ever changing the landscape of your city which was fine mm. i enjoyed the gold rush i enjoyed the train all the Spoiler. different things Spoiler. The, I think everyone's played
1: <laughs> <laughs> or if they haven't
0: or if they haven't too late they're only now uh, go on bga it's on there um
1: you can play it at the end there's the reverse you flip of the, the board, and board
0: and it's like episode three or envelope three i think it is yeah. it starts there and that's it's a forever board and it's playable
1: it's a pretty good game but there are i also think that for the money it's really reasonable so it's not one of those like really expensive ones and there are twenty four episodes in it. Yeah. So, like, for getting your money's worth, it definitely felt like, oh yeah, I have got my money's worth. Because
0: we we got it when it was new, and it was quite. I remember it being quite expensive, but now I think you can pick it up for like thirty quid. Mm. So that's thirty pound or whatever it is in other 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 monies. But other people have other money. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. It's strange. I didn't understand. I don't. But know. I really
1: enjoyed it, and um, I think the only thing I would say was that was the first game where I thought, I don't know what I'm supposed to do to win at the end. But it didn't really matter because I was so engrossed in playing the game that it was like a puzzle yeah. each time. So when we got to the end and added up the scores, I think you probably won because I didn't, I can't yeah. remember, but I, I think yeah, I that, hadn't really focused on the end goal. I was just like, oh, this is were, a nice I puzzle. Think, yeah, <laughs> like you could
0: win the individual games, but if you didn't do the other things to get the extra, like, the gold, the the dots that you were putting in the top.
1: Yeah,
0: um, it's it's it's, it it's really good. It's one of those ones though. We definitely, it's like you can play it again. You can flip the board and play it again. And I think we've done it once since completing it. Maybe, but
1: we played think. the whole campaign again on BGA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it
0: works as a campaign, but as a as a standalone game, when you do flip the board, it's like okay. But, there but I are, want more. There are other tile placement games. Yeah. There are better tile placement games. Just pure tile placement games I would um, say polyomino games
1: I would say it is one of those legacy games that you sort of forget what happened yeah so you can play it again like I can't remember other than there was a gold rush thing I can't remember the exact rules for it so when we played it again on BGA we still did just as rubbish because we had forgotten it so that's quite nice because often the legacy game once it's been spoiled yeah, you can't then go back and do that. No,
0: yeah, yeah, but you could do. That's that's the beauty of of uh, my city.
1: And then it hurt. What did <laughs> my island?
0: Oh, okay, yeah.
1: Um, I was so excited yeah. about my island, and I wanted it to be as good as my city, and it just wasn't. Yeah, it's it's solid.
0: The, it's the hex tiles are cool. They're good. It's a solid game. It plays well, but it. I enjoyed.
1: I enjoyed the individual games, puzzles. What I didn't like is that. Here's a spoiler. So, we're not doing very good at this um, spoilers. thing. Um, The last three chapters, or the last three episodes in the last chapter, are essentially all the same. They're the same game three times, and that to me was like. Why didn't you do something better?
0: Yeah, I there's it just, it loses. there's There are two things, there's that, which is annoying. And the, the statement of everyone has their own unique island by the end of the game.
1: Oh yeah, it's on the front of the box. It says, create your own unique, unique island. island. And essentially, at the end of each chapter, you reset it. So it's more or less similar yeah. to your partner's. Yeah. or whoever you're playing with. It, so yeah. it's not entirely but your own it's island. It's not entirely
0: your own island. There's some little bits that they do that are cool. There are some cool things that they do, and then they go away, yeah. like, really quickly. It's like, no, well, I, don't spoil it. I want those things to happen <laughs> for longer. But that is something that it, is in a lot of legacy games, it seems. Yeah. They come out, they do a thing that's cool, little module, and then they go away.
1: And it, But then there were also some modules that just... I couldn't see the point of yeah and it didn't and and the the story arc in my city it made sense to me that you uh the town was developing and changing and it was making sense the story of building up your town yeah but in my island it was a bit futuristic, I don't know. It was yeah, going off on weird tangents. and it? it was, was I going on some the story.
0: Forbidden Island, Forbidden Desert, Forbidden yeah. forbidden situations.
1: But if you like puzzly games, it's still a great puzzle. It's Yeah,
0: it's definitely solid. I think there are just some things that just bugged me about it. Yeah. Um, and again, it's one of those ones that you can reset and you, you can flip the board and play and carry on. And it's Rhyna Knizia, so he knows what he's doing.
1: Yeah, the puzzle, so... <laughs> the puzzle is solid. The puzzle is solid. It, I just didn't follow it the It just didn't story. leave,
0: it didn't leave the, the want.
1: We also consumed it very, very quickly. Yes. I think we did it in like two days.
0: Yeah, we did. And we enjoyed playing it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: it got to, there's one, also, there's one module of it that's, which I won't go into, which is a bit annoying, um, that changes, makes it more than just a tile placement game. Like a polyamino game. Oh. Adds a bit of area control and stuff which is yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's fine it's different uh it's worth a try if you if you get a chance to try
1: it um and then i think we mentioned it earlier but we're currently or we were currently playing miller zoo with our eight nine year old now um which is a family cooperative legacy game and you are a canadian zoo and you are taking care of the zoo and you're welcoming new animals And you draw resources and then you have to um, place out problem tokens and then try and have to get rid of the problem tokens before there's a crisis in the evening. And it changes. There's like six envelopes, I think. So there's different challenges to do. And then within that, there's also like side quests you can do because you have to turn over the board and sticker it, don't you, if you've done certain things. And
0: she really enjoys it. It's really and it was good. something that we could play all together, and it, it's it's quite nice. It's a really nice family legacy, uh, and it's legacy. Hard. And it is difficult. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's re- it's all about resource management. It's managing your cards that you have in your hand and working out the best, um, the best way to use your cards to look after all these animals and, and bring more animals yeah. into your zoo. And it, it's a real, it's a real engine that you have to build to rem- kind of do it all.
1: I remember the first game we played, and we were like, "Oh, right, well, we're we're just gonna play along with um, Alana because this is gonna be so easy for us, and we're just gonna help her to do it." And then we lost the first game. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, yeah, "This is not easy." It's
0: a proper efficiency engine. You yeah. really need to get make sure you're doing. As much as you can in a minimum amount of moves,
1: and the characters change, don't they? They yep. get little stickers. They get so. little
0: abilities and things yeah. as you go through the game. Yeah, perfect family. Uh, that
1: was good one there. And then, um, then we got what I thought was going to be just as exciting as Pandemic. I see. See, I think these games come with like a weight of expectation. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, you hoped that they're going to be just as good as the last Legacy game you played. Indeed. So we were, like, super excited when we got Legacy of Island. Either?
0: Yes, we were. We were very excited. Dinosaurs, and Jurassic Park. What comics. Po- what? You open yeah. the box,
1: oh. and it is like going back to your childhood with these comics and the story in the comic, and it is beautiful, and then there's these little dinosaurs, plastic dinosaurs. Yep. And it looks amazing. the first player
0: token is the raptor claw. Oh, my God. And the dice is the uh, thing with the moth in it on his stick.
1: And the expectation is high. And you're like, yeah, this is going to be great. And then the gameplay is, well, it was so bad that we've sold it now. And we only played the first. We played the tutorial. We played the first level. And we got to a point where I think we were asked to change something. And we had to make a decision whether we were going to sell it at the point of not having Put do, done on anything or we were going to keep going. And we did a bit of research about what people had said about it um, and we decided it was not worth us spending no. hours and hours of our time. Um, so we had a little peek at the dinosaurs yep. in the box, and it's, it's such a shame because it's so... It's beautiful. Even when I think about it now, I'm like, I wish it was here. Just to look at the comics, but
0: yeah, it, it's, and it's they beautiful. came in
1: dossier files with like warning over. Oh, a really oh cool. God. It
0: had like a really cool clip, uh, like system, like a keyring that yeah. you added the new rules to. So you just kept them all in one place. So you had a quick file for the new rules. It was just bad. It just plays, <laughs> awfully. It yeah. just it was doing the same monotonous tasks. Over and got over again, but even the, the there were no extra boards. There was nothing that could have had extra boards in. So one minute you're going into the lab to do something, and you have to do this mini game. Yeah. And the next minute you're going into the library or the kitchen to do this mini game. But the mini game was the same mini game. It was just yeah. this is now you're pretending this room is a different. It was just it
1: could have been so good, and it,
0: it yeah. And you got to choose your characters, but your characters didn't even have asymmetrical abilities. They did. Be,
1: I'm pretty sure they were going to get some, but it just wasn't.
0: Yeah, I, I just it didn't it didn't leave an impression. It was really, it, I just couldn't get could not get into it, and it just didn't make me happy at all. But, unfortunately,
1: but it was all okay because then a legacy game came along that redeemed all the bad legacy games <laughs> and will forever be etched in my mind as like one of the top legacy games and I think it even, for me I think it even beats the pandemic experience that we had mm-hmm. and that is um,
0: uh, it's uh, the legacy of you <laughs> <No>. from Garfield
1: <laughs> <No. laughs>
0: yeah so Ticket to Ride Legacy oh, uh, Legends of the West is it's very good um
1: it, it is beautiful. The yeah. box. So, I mean, most people have seen the box art, but like you just put yeah. the box on the table, and I want to spend ages looking at that artwork. It is beautiful. Yeah.
0: For for for, in all intents and purposes, it is ticket to ride. But when you when you start start the campaign, it's ticket to ride. But it, it does. It certainly changes. It's not. It's not your grandmother's ticket to ride. It's there's enough difference. But before you
1: get to the game, even the box. I know I've talked about the outside of the box, but the inside of the box. Yeah. The insert is just so well set up. Yeah. There's a a box within the box that's for all the cards, which has like dividers, which are beautifully, um, the artwork is beautiful on those, so you can absolutely put it away and know where everything is going to be there is a space for everything that is then revealed yep. later on everything has been thought about there's even the box on the top where you're not allowed to look at the playables that you're going to add to the board um yeah like just the thought that had gone into that box
0: yeah absolutely the design choices that they've made to make it Easy to set up every single time. Easy to uh, evolve the story, to draw out the cards, to change things. Just that the ease of setup, that insert is just perfect. Uh, the way it's all been like meticulously designed. It's just really, it's really good. It's a very strong quality. Every, everything about it works really well. So can we spoil it now?
1: Please. But yeah, we can't um, talk about it without spoiling. I mean, you talk about
0: the basics of it. We it okay. it's basically it, with Ticket to Ride, you you are there's a there's a there's a there's a big bad Mama O'Connell, yeah, and she's out doing her nefarious things. That's
1: that's, that's my a big word. Nefarious.
0: nefarious It's a good word. This is this is my my one. I I would say
1: maybe You're really not allowed to say anything bad about it. Okay.
0: Okay. I don't think the theme is as strong as like a pandemic and stuff. It doesn't matter. The, the storyline, the the the, the storyline is fine as you're exploring further out into the west and up and east and all over the but place.
1: What, what I like about the story is that it has to be loose because you choose which bits of the board you put out. Yeah. So if it was too tight, the story wouldn't fit with. What was going on. Yeah, so, so that's quite nice because you do have that level of player agency where you can choose what comes out next. So there are a few,
0: when you see reviews on the game, I think there are a few negative reviews but I think some of these reviews are based on the order of which the boxes were opened. Maybe. Because some people are like well this is only in the game for 30 seconds well it's only in the game for 30 seconds if you open that at the end yeah so there's enough stuff happening um there's enough stuff going on that that you should be able to enjoy everything and yeah there is limitations to it and and stuff but, comes and goes but
1: but talking about those like legacy games where the same thing happens there was not one episode where it was exactly the same every single episode Right up until the very last one, yeah, was different. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's true. And you know that is, yeah, in my book, yeah, it's very good.
0: I think the other thing is as well, and it's no, no, no. This is no big spoiler, but yes, and because people do ask that question before they go in, because legacy games are very expensive, and one of the things is, which seems to be the thing now, because after pandemic legacy came out and when we bought pandemic legacy we paid like 100 quid for it and we ended up putting that in the bin after we played it because you can't play it again afterwards but more legacy games now are making legacy games that will continue to be playable after you've played the storyline and the campaign which is good which is a spoiler there is a permanently playable version of you end the game with a
1: permanently playable version of Ticket to Ride, which is great for us because we didn't own any copies of Ticket to Ride. We yes. used to have Ticket to Ride London, which was like a small travel version for two players. It says it's for and four. it was it's rubbish. Yeah. Not rubbish, but it it just when we've got lo- lots of other games, it just didn't hold my attention. I, I do like playing Ticket to Ride, yeah. but now we have a massive version. Of yeah, Ticket
0: <laughs> this is the thing. This game is huge. Makes massive up the great it 's a massive board, and the box itself is particularly huge mm-hmm. and The problem is with particularly huge boxes and board games, and all board games now are coming in bigger boxes, bigger bigger, bigger boxes, and bigger boxes every game can 't come in a small box, every Kickstarter comes with seven thousand expansions and becomes a bigger box and now. Because the boxes are bigger, like Ticket to Ride Legacy, for example, and the more games that I'm going to continually buy and bring into the shop, in, into the shop, into the house. This is a house, not a shop. The more I bring in in here, the more I'm starting to think that we might need to buy a bigger calyx. That's the only thing I can think of. So we're going to have to treat ourselves to a bigger calyx to fit all these games in, because we're going to have to keep buying the games and getting them in the house, and therefore, we can't do anything. We'll just have to fill up the, the more... we need more calyxes. We can't
1: just keep adding calyxes.
0: Well, we have to, because that's the only way you can possibly get games in the house. It's not the, the only, only
1: way. It's not the only way. Hold surely on, hold the on. only
0: way you can play more games is by having more games in the house. And to have more games in hold the house, on. you have to own... you have to buy more games and own them.
1: And therefore you? you have... Will you let me get the in it? I've got an idea. What's your idea? Well, we're sponsored by Rent, Shuffle and Roll. Sorry? Rent, Shuffle and Roll. I've been banging on about it for the last three episodes.
0: Oh, yeah, sorry. Sure. I, I anyway, blank out of that part.
1: Rent, Shuffle and Roll let you rent any of their 1,000 games on a monthly basis so you can try it before you buy or get access to a rolling selection of new games every month. So okay. you don't need a new Calyx. you just rent the game. Because they've got their one. Calex. Okay. If you're feeling mysterious, you could take a look at their new mystery vault selection and see what you can solve. Use code GITG50 to support the show and get 50% off your first month. Sorry, what? If they use the code GITG50, Mm. they're going to
0: get 50% off the first month of Rent Shuffle and Roll's monthly rental service.
1: Yeah, and if we use it, we don't need to buy a new Kallux because we can just rent the games.
0: So rent shuffle and roll. So rent shuffle and roll.com. So www.rentshuffleandroll.com. Go on there, click on their monthly subscription, go into the this when you sign up and the and the codes and you put G I T G 50. That's G I T G 50. That's like get into games 50. G-I-T-G-50. Yeah. You'd get 50% off their monthly
1: And you wouldn't need to buy a Calyps.
0: And I wouldn't so need to buy save a Save
1: yourself by so anybody out there saves themselves from buying a Calyx, and just buys a monthly rental.
0: This seems like a really good idea. We it should is. be sponsored by these people. We are. What? We are. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. So head over to Rent, Shovel, and Roll today. Type in the code GITG50 to get 50% off your first month. What are you waiting for? You're waiting for the rest of this podcast, which is continuing right now. So can we spoiler now? Can we spoil it now? Okay, we're right. Okay, everyone, everybody, check your time stamps. This is the time that we will be talking a bit about Ticket to Ride Legacy. We're going to go into spoilers. We're going to try and not ruin everything, but we do have to talk about some little bits um, because it's too exciting not to talk about. So we are going to talk about some spoilers for Ticket to Ride Legacy, and I might talk about some spoilers from other um, legacy games, but mainly it's going to be about Ticket to Ride Legacy. So this is your last chance. Um, if you want to skip ahead to the menus uh, just after this section, uh, then the timestamp
1: will be below. The
0: timestamp might be below if I can work out how to do that <laughs> in the edit. Um, You're not supposed to break the fourth wall. I, I, I okay. How many walls? So Ticket to Ride Legacy.
1: The first thing that like. I think I actually cried. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I no, I know I actually cried, and it's so stupid when I think back, but it was like, oh wow. So the first box that you open is the hole punch.
0: Yeah, a little ticket punch. Punch
1: the cards as you're doing the tickets, and it's like you can actually be the ticket conductor on a train. Yeah, and I literally burst into tears. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> this is amazing. And then spent the rest of the game just wanting to punch all the cards. Yeah. Of course you're not allowed, but um
0: Yeah, there's so there's a really cool mechanic where you're um when you do a route, you punch uh, a hole into the ticket. Of your colour. Of your of your of your colour. Once two roots have been taken on that, that route, once two Two holes have been punched into that route. That route is then retired from the game and goes away. All one. Um, all on one. It. If but if it's a one route, you'll get a special postcard, and those special postcards give you little asymmetrical boosts mm. and perks throughout the game that give you little benefits. Um It's a really nice touch, just to be able to like. I've just done this route, and at the very end of the game, stamp, stamp.
1: Although Alana then wanted to stand yeah so stayed you... up one night just to punch all the cards i was like you're spoiling mummy's fun yeah no exactly that's always the issue um so another thing that i really liked and it didn't last for me long enough but i i get that that's fine was the the idea of this circus train so one of the things that you open is some circus train stickers on a roll yeah and um they're all different coloured Carriages, yep. and you have a booklet, and you have to try and complete. The yeah,
0: that was. I think that was one of my favourite modules, and it did. It just it didn't last. A lot. So it, we played the whole campaign at two player, um, and I'd argue maybe that this campaign, and I'm really tempted to do it again mm-hmm. because I don't think, because I I feel like we could play it again because as I said before, I don't think the storyline is that will affect the fact that I will go oh, yeah, this happens, this will happen, this will happen,
1: because it, that doesn't the really o- change massive things. The only thing you would know is what modules are going to come up. Yeah. But you'd still have to strategize about how to do yeah. it. Yeah.
0: So, so in a two-player game, this, the book of stickers doesn't last as
1: long. Yeah.
0: But it lasts long enough for us both to have different differing scores. I think if it lasted the whole game, we would have both filled yeah. out our books and we would have scored exactly the same points. So it was good that we had, that it didn't last that long, but it it was, it was a lot of fun to be able to, I've just done this route. So I get to take one sticker. I've done this route. So I get to take two stickers. It was good.
1: Um, another module that was quite cool was the ghost train.
0: Yeah. So there's a haunted wasteland, um, which puts a white, like a clear see-through white, um, ticket to ride train, and you and have a dice. When you
1: when you lay down white um tracks, you roll the special dice, and then the special the ghost ghost train moves. And if it moves next to a track that you have. Then you get a curse card, which is really mm-hmm. cool. the
0: curse cards are really interesting because some of them will <laughs> like really they're really hamper you. So there's a thing in this game um, that Ticket to Ride doesn't have. It might have. I don't know if any of the other expansions have it. But there's something called piggybacking, so you can choose. You've got like a one off a one off chance to kind of piggyback off someone else's route. So you still have to pay the colors and lay put your trains down, but you can piggyback someone's single route if someone's blocked on their normal ticket to ride blocking situation um, and I had a curse that stopped me piggybacking I also had a curse that stopped me doing something else as well but yeah you it was, got lots of I got lots of curses and I had the card that stopped me getting curses so there are cards that <laughs> nerf certain abilities which there are some reviews out there that have have got said about cards you have a you have something that's fundamentally in your story and then someone gets the card that stops the story actually having a having an impact but that doesn't i don't think that really affects
1: the whole game as such but i never felt like it gave you so much of an advantage that there was no point in me playing no like i never got that yeah. um another bit that i i think i did more than you was the treasure hunting yeah, aspect was there good. was um so you had to collect treasure maps and there were only six or seven of them And they then you had to search the deck and if you got skulls or something, then um, you had to get 10 cards without skulls and the maps would sort of stop this. So if you got a skull, it would negate it.
0: Yeah, it was like a -a push-your-luck kind of mechanism, wasn't it? So there was a lot of detail on that as well. That was good.
1: And then if you did it, you could scratch off um, and see how much money... you would receive, so that yeah, was really yeah. cool.
0: Yeah, because all the points in this game are all down to money. It's not down to like points per route and stuff like that. The I really like the the earthquakes. There was a, there was a module of earthquakes the which knocked your the bridges. Yeah, yeah and they knocked your
1: uh,
0: trains over. Um, that was that was yeah. cool.
1: And then every the stocks
0: and shares was good. Oh
1: all. yeah, but the stocks and shares is part of the now. Yeah, so game. that hold on, a
0: yeah, so. <laughs>
1: Oh, there's so much to say. Um, the events were quite cool. Yep. So there were events that were linked to each of the areas. And then if you lost, you got to take one of them out. So that it was put in the dead letter office, I think. Um, it might be in a few months. I can't remember. Um. But they were quite cool to keep the game changing and different. Yep. And then... You also got an ever-changing deck of employees.
0: Yeah, that was good. So
1: you could then become an employee for the next game, and it would give you a special yeah asymmetric you had like, power. Yeah,
0: so my, my I always chose the conductor, and he always gave me an extra card. So instead of six cards, I had seven cards. So I had, or said eight cards. Even mm-hmm. it was extra two cards. So
1: there was one character who. If you put a root down face down underneath, if you managed to do that route, but you weren't allowed to look at it the whole game, it was double points, but if you didn't do it, you lost double points that was quite cool yeah um yeah it it was really cool, and then yeah
0: there's when... so the other bit of it was the stocks and shares, so there's one oh, that's yeah. like uh if you claim roots in certain colors, there's these stocks there's there were these shares. And you can, you when you claim like a yellow route, if the yellow card was facing up, you claim the card, and at the end of the game, the number of yellow cards, white cards, red cards, black cards, green cards, blue cards that you had would score you a number of points. Kind of
1: thing. What I really liked in the game though was we didn't keep a track of where we were at compared to each other because your bank slips, which is essentially the money you've accumulated that round, go into your vault which is, like, locked, so you can't look at it till the end, and your shares go in there as well, and anything that you gain goes in there. So it didn't ever have that thing of, I know, like, Craig is 50 points ahead of me, because, like, it was...
0: Because that can happen in my city. You can see that someone's well ahead of you and you're on the last couple of games and you know that nothing's going to happen. Whereas (laughs) with this, everything's hidden. You can't remember what you've scored. You can have a rough idea, but you have no idea what the other person scored or anything like that. Mm. Um, And yeah, Um, and you get a a massive version of Ticket to Ride to play at the end of the game.
1: That was another point where I nearly cried. (laughs) (laughs) Because at the end... Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Um... The last card reveals to you that all along underneath the bottom of the box is the rule book, so you can play it forever.
0: Yeah, so you just lift the ins- the whole insert out, and there's a.
1: And a- I love that. I think we had that once with um, an exit calendar
0: oh, yeah, where calendar, the, yeah.
1: the certificate for completing the thing was in the back of the box.
0: Yeah, the Sasquatch um, one. And
1: I just, that just feels very satisfying. Like it was there all along. Had we taken the box out, we would have known that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it's been revealed to you at the end, which is really cool. Um, but, yeah, just the whole experience I will remember for a long time.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's more than, I can say it until I'm blue in the face, it's more than just a Ticket to Ride. At uh, its core, cool, it is Ticket to Ride. Of course it is. It's You pick up, you can take two two cards uh, or you've one locomotive, or you can take three station uh, uh, route cards and decide which, how many you want to keep, kind of situation.
1: But we also know lots of, we know a few people who are playing it, yeah, and they're bored because you sticker up as you're going through it, and then that becomes your yeah board. Our board is going to be different to PJ's board or Gareth's yeah. board, yeah. It's going to. So if we if they come round here and play, they're going to play a different version of it than if we play their version of it. Yeah, which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and that's um that's pretty much ticket to ride in in mostly spoilers. I think I don't think there's much more to go buy it. Yeah, go it's, do it. It's it's good fun. I would definitely recommend it. I would even recommend it after I've just because I don't think even spoilers really spoil it for you. I wouldn't spoil no. the game. The game is still enjoyable even though. It's um been said what happens um but yeah, do you have anything to say about any other legacy game, any minor spoilers while we're at it here um,
1: um, not really, I mean they're like the un the undead things in pandemic the the, fun, faded. The, 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 the faded the little zombie faded, people
0: yeah, yeah they're
1: they're awesome, but, um, yeah, I've never been as excited as I was to talk to people who have also played it. Like, I think when I found out that PJ had finished it, I was like, I need you to talk to me about it because I didn't want to spoil it for people who haven't played it. Yeah. But also, it feels like something that you should talk about because it was really cool.
0: Yeah, and it's also a difficult one, especially when you're doing content or podcasts and things like that, and you've got something that is, that is there to be talked about. Not talking about it is more difficult. Mm,
1: definitely. Um, Shall we check out some board game menus? Yes,
0: so this is the end of spoilers. No more spoilers. We won't talk about any of those amazing things. I can't believe that there's... Rewind. there's I can't <laughs> believe there's rabbits in that game, and then the rabbits take all the trains to to the to the forest of Everdale, and then Ticket to Ride turns into Everdale. That's so yeah, weird. Yeah. Who would have thought that Ticket to Ride turns into New Leaf? Whoops, did I just say spoilers had ended? <laughs> board game menus. Um, yeah, so you all sent some awesome, awesome, awesome board game menus. And we've got
1: some right now that we'll be having a little chit-chat about. So, n.miller.39 mm-hmm. said that their starter was Crokinole. Nice. Which I've not heard before, so that's quite nice. No, yeah, 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 No, it's I've really, heard I, of it. Yeah, I need to play it. I mean, nobody else suggested no, it as a yeah. starter. Um, followed by Everdell and then Jackbox which uh, not I hope it was like a part of some kind of party yeah. game yeah um board games after dark went with next station london as a good starter i do like next station london yeah i need to get into next station tokyo yeah it? and everdell again and then cascadia as a design that's a nice nice finish um board game waffle went with outrun the bear
0: nice yeah, and then fun. the
1: main course, Twilight Imperium. That seems quite heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a that's a big, that's followed a big by, course. followed by Scroll. Okay, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Uh, the Cajun gamer said World Wonders, which is a new one, but it Looks does look really so good. Yeah. Um, followed by Obsession, obviously Obsession, <laughs> um, and then Matrushka or Gift of Tulips. For... Matrushka looked really good, didn't yeah, it? We saw when it, when it he the other day. Um. And then my shelf life, my underscore shelf life, said abandon all artichokes. adventure time, love letter, or they're, they're the um, starters. starters, and then Acropolis for the main, and then Sushi Go, or my gold mine for the dessert. Um, we do have a little problem with the board game menu sometimes, because it's like the Midland Meeple went with Sky Team, which I know you're really excited yes. about. And then we could not work out... What the main was. So, if you could write what the name of the game is, sometimes we don't know the game. And yeah, then we can't I read think
0: it. it was either Great and Trail or it was Wayfarers of the South tigress but I couldn't quite work out I don't from think the it photos. Was so I think it was, we've
1: got Wayfarers,
0: I think it was Great Western Trail. I don't know. I don't so know. he
1: said Sky Team and then an anonymous
0: something yummy anonymous num, something num, num, something num, main, num.
1: But it did look quite heavy. And then that's not a hat, which I absolutely hate. I love that game. No, it's it's fun but I can't play it. I'm rubbish. Okay? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. That's not, I have, that's also, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm not very good in, um, new situations. So that one like has me panicked at the table. Cause I'm just not sure what to say. Absolutely. But yeah, that was good. Yeah. Well, that is all
0: of the time that we have today, but thank you so much for listening. And please, if you could leave a five star review on your app, ca- uh, bleh, your podcatcher of choice or of course a little review that would be nice as well we love hearing from you we love hearing episode ideas things you want us to talk about make sure you're following us both on the instagrams that's get into games and mrs underscore get into games um yeah and continue the chat online talk to us about legacy games what are your favorite is there ones that we're missing because there's plenty that are available and campaign games that we really want to try And we haven't been able to get a hold of just yet. So again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to the last two episodes. And as always, remember to get into games.